You are listening to Keenan Live, where I'm going to be talking to the interesting, the rebellious, and the successful. People who do things that others just can't or won't. Hey, what's going on, peeps? What is happening? Welcome to Keenan Live 6 from my summer escape in Manhattan Beach. All right, listen up. I have a fantastic guest today. Look, how many of you have found yourself, and you don't have to answer this question. You don't have to answer this question, but I know it's true. How many of you found yourself realizing that you woke up one day and you're in a job? You're like, damn, I didn't expect to be here. Like when I was 15, okay. when I was okay, wait, 10, when I was whatever I was, the last thing I expected was to be in this job. The last thing I expected was to be here in my life, right? And unfortunately, life does that to us. Life does that to us. The poles of being the, you know, the competing with the Joneses next door, the pull of having some sort of career that makes tons of money or being responsible, starting a family or whatever the shit is that society does, it, it gets us in these places where we're not supposed to be, right? Like the reason I show this whole Manhattan Beach thing is because by design or by cultural people, I should never have left. I got three daughters, they're with their mom. You can't just get up and leave. Fuck that. I wanted to and I was going to. And if that meant I somebody does a little less now and I'm seeing them more later, then who cares? Like you gotta make choices in life. You gotta make choices in life. And you can't just wake up one day and say to yourself, holy shit, where am I? How did I get here? This isn't where I wanted to be, right? You can't do that. And so today's guest is going to be Al Gettler. And I'm excited to have Al here because Al has done something that I think we all can learn from. Oh, and we have his buddy Floyd, too. That's the other key piece. It's not just Al. It's Alan Floyd. And that will make a difference in a second when you know who Floyd is. But here's the deal, peeps. Al has been able to do something most people can't do. And that is Al has been able to combine his passions. And he did not wake up. He did not wake up in uh, a place wondering how he got there. And he could have. He could have. So I'm going to bring in Al now, and I want you to meet Al and Floyd. And hey. Al and Floyd, say hello to the world. Keenan, how are you, my brother? Good to see you, man. What's up, dog? I'm, hey. I'm feeling you, Floyd. I'm feeling you. Who's the dummy you brought with you? I know. I was just going to say, sorry about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Keenan, how are you, man? Good, baby. Good. Good to have you. Floyd, why are you wearing blue, motherfucker? It's a red plaid. Red plaid. Did you not get the memo? See that? You did the video. You mocked me. Yeah, I got the wrong shirt on. You do have the wrong shirt on. Sorry, Kmart didn't have it. That's right. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Kmart didn't have Kmart's not around anymore. Yeah, Walmart. You are old, old, my man. You're looking good. I see you got a makeover. Hey, I know. Thank you. I know in the photos I had black hair. You did a black hair. Now your hair's a little tinted. Yeah, I got a nickel like you did. We'll talk about that later, but you know, man, maintaining these guys, that's part of the gig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Keenan, how are you doing there? You're in Manhattan Beach? Yes, sir, I am. How's, how's the lady scene there? The ladies are good. The ladies are really yeah. good. I, but, you know, I got three daughters. I'm just uh-huh. trying to keep it on the downside, keep it low and chill. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Did you make over working for you? Like the ladies. Doing great, man. I think the the, the girls are loving it. They really are. Uh huh. You know what they say, right, Keenan? No. Once you go wood, you know what I mean? So (laughs) I get it. Do we both got something common? You know what? Yeah, you see? That's what I was thinking. We bonded. Yeah, we bonded. You got a different one. Yeah, yeah. You're on the outs. I am. You know, I was thinking I could come to Manhattan Beach there and just kind of 
floating the water and be like driftwood, you know? That yeah, you can be my wingman, my driftwood wingman, right? I could yeah, surf sure, man. Just yeah, put yeah. right alongside you go, hey, ladies, how are you? Like that, you know? <laughs> I can bring you surfing. If I start to drown, I'll just grab on you. I won't see. Well, so now you're getting hurt when my dad was a surfboard and he had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No, it's not true. My dad was a surfboard. That was good. That's, yeah. Oh, that's too bad, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. God, I know. God, God rest his soul, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he got all split up. He did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so cool. Oh, so what are we doing here, man? What are we talking about? Well, Gina's going to lead the interview. We're used to doing that. He's going to lead it. All right, man. Take it away. Go ahead. Ask me questions. I'm ready. Right. Anything. Anything, huh? Yeah. Well, when was? No, I'm kidding. All right, so, so let's, talk to, let's talk to the dummy, Al. Yes. You, oh, you, man. He's hurtful. Yes, he is. Yeah. 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 You were, um, you, this was your passion for a long time. Like you, you got into ventriloquism. Who does fucking ventriloquism anymore? Sorry, not to be a jackass, but really, literally, no. like this is an no, old, old here, school talent. Been hearing that all of my life, you know? And, uh, so I was a kid, I grew up in New York city and, um, the New York city area and uh, on TV all the time in the New York city area were ventriloquists. But the thing that got me started was actually Jim Henson, had a, had a little dog puppet named Ralph. That's I got interested in puppets. Wait, he's, the, he's mayor. the frog guy, right? No, well, Kermit the Frog, yeah, but the dog, yeah, Ralph the dog, and he was on a show back then. So the puppets caught my 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 attention. And then I saw Ventriloquist. I had an older brother who, for Christmas when I was eight years old, uh, he gave me a dummy, and uh, and that's how I learned how to do ventriloquism. A dummy? That's kind of rude, isn't it? You like to be known as wooden Americans, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So anyway, he got me my first dummy, and uh, I, I'll show it to you here when Floyd takes a, takes a break. Uh, there was a, a record album. I know some people don't know what that is anymore, but I would be in my room all day learning how to do ventriloquism, taught myself how to do it. Uh, and then uh, I guess when I was about uh, 12 years old, Keenan, uh, I, uh, I went to do a, a, a gig at a firehouse for my, my dad's friend, and he handed me 20 bucks on the way out. Yeah, and what was that like? Yeah, I was like, whoa. I mean, you Wait, know. Nowadays, that's like 500 today. Exactly right. Exactly right. But, like, I hadn't even thought about making money from this. Yeah, that's right. And now, you know, uh, as they say here, I am the guy that puts the money in the bank for him. That's right. You do. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's the way it works, you know. And so I thought at one point in my life, I, uh, you know, when I, when I graduated high school, went to college, I went to college for theater arts. I figured I would just kind of do the comedy thing, the ventriloquism thing. Uh, I met a beautiful woman who I've been married to for quite some time now. But when we were younger and and uh, fiancés, uh, she thought maybe a more stable lifestyle than show business was kind of her gig. And so um, we, uh, I got a job. I needed a car, right? Got a job at the local newspaper where a car was part of the deal. Figured I'd do that gig for you know three months so I could you know bank some money and uh, and buy a new car. And instead, I fell in love with that. So I've been in the media business. For a long time. Yeah, he has a long time. That's a right. Long, too long, huh? No, not too long. I love the business still. I was and you asking Floyd. I was asking Floyd. I wasn't asking. Uh, yeah, I was asking you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's a good gig. It is a good gig. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but able to combine the two things, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you an interesting question. I know you can't answer this question. Like, let me rephrase it. I know I'm asking you to speculate, okay? But it's interesting. Because Who are you asking? Me or him? Who are you asking? Whoever wants to answer in this, I'll let you both. If I call you by name, that's that's the way you go, right? Gotcha. So here's the deal. All right. You're, and, and it's probably why you're married for 25 years now, 35 years. Oh, man, keep going. 37. 37 years. Damn, that's yep. impressive. It's probably why you've been able to be married for 37 years. But the, and I, I haven't even met your wife, but I love her already. Great lady. 
so don't be mad. But that very statement she made 37 years ago or 38 years ago that said, you know, I want a more stable life is literally what drives so many of us into abandoning our dreams and, and giving up on things, et cetera. So here's the question. I know you, do you think, or is it possible that you could have had an unstable life for three or four years, but then blew out and then was worth millions? You yeah. see what I'm saying? No, it's absolutely the case. In fact, parallel to my career was my good buddy, Jeff Dunham. Uh, and, and he and I have been friends. I don't know if you know who Jeff is, uh, Ahmed the Dead Terrorist and all that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Jeff's filling arenas all around the country, you know, and parallel to that, you know, his career was going and, and I was doing what I was doing in the New York City area. Uh, and uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, Jeff's got uh, unabounded talent. I mean, you know, he's, he's uh, brilliantly funny. He makes these guys himself or I don't. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so the thing is, is, you know, who knows your path? But here's the deal with my path. First of all, you know, my wife has been amazing. And I got to tell you, I chose the media business, dude. And it did not end up to be a, a stable lifestyle. His wife has lived us eight times. Eight times we have moved. Yep. We, we've lived eight times. We have lived all over the Midwest and the upper Northeast. And uh, that's just part of the media business, too. So it wasn't really stable, you know. But we've had an amazing life for, for like um, two layers of things. You know, in the media business, you do and you meet a lot of amazing people. And in shell business, you do and you, and, and you see you, you go all kinds of places and you're treated really cool. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done all that. You know, it's, it's been great. So one of the things, so you, your wife says, okay, or your fiance says, look, I want to stay with lifestyle, so you go into media. But you didn't quite give it up right away. Like you, I, your daughter told me some crazy ass story where you were driving in the middle of the night and all that, right? That's right. That's right. I, uh, you know, I've been an entrepreneur at heart all along, right? And, you know, I, I still love reading about entrepreneurship because when I look at my life, I was this little entrepreneur constantly. When I when I was uh, when I told you when I was twelve, I did my first show. Right, Mr. Janowski was my <laughs> vice principal in middle school. Okay, and uh, Keenan, I don't know if you remember it, but maybe some folks out there do. There used to be a purple mimeograph thing. You turn the crank. Yeah, and of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three so, letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes. Yep. Mr. Janowski figured out a way to do that on index cards, and he printed me up a hundred quote unquote business cards. And I would go around town on my bike, posting them on the, uh, the cork boards in the supermarkets, you know, uh, it's what we call posting back then, right? Posting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was not Facebook. It was the supermarket. People would call me up. I would do birthday parties. My mom would answer the phone and take a message. We had a process. I actually made a form for my mom to fill out when somebody called and, uh, and I was banking. Yeah. So his friends are out cutting lawns in the heat. That's right. And I was doing birthday parties in uh, $1.5 million homes back in the day in New Jersey. Yeah. How much did you yeah. charge? Back then, anywhere between 50 and 100 bucks to do a birthday party. What was the average lawn back then? 20, you know, 15 bucks. So, yeah, you were thinking. I was banking, making good money. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, wow. you know, and being in the New York City area, you know, the, the uh, again, some of the houses I went to back in the day, man, I could not believe people lived that lifestyle. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, yeah. And I did a good job, you know, I may have charged 50 bucks, 100 bucks, but always if I did a good job, you know, someone would walk me out to the car and hand me another 50 bucks or 20 or something like that. Yeah. Good, good money. Less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That, that's cool as shit. So right. wait, tell everybody though about the, the traveling you did. Like yeah, yeah. Tell so, that story. 
Yeah. So here's the deal. So as, as I, as I got more and more, so I, I started off doing kids shows, right? Kids birthday parties and whatnot. Yeah. So one day in the, in the back of the room, um, I noticed that all the parents were kind of gathered and they weren't going anywhere when I started my show. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, eventually I realized I was kind of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, if you know what I mean. Like the jokes were supposed to make the kids laugh, but they were sitting right over their heads and making the parents laugh. So Dew walks up to me. He says, hey, my wife's turning 40 this coming weekend. Do you think you could come back and kind of roast her for half an hour? I came back, did that, and that was it. Yeah, that was it, and it took off. That's right. It took off in there. I started doing adult shows, corporate gigs. I realized there was more to this. And so then I started traveling really all over the country, uh, doing ventriloquism and uh, you know I've played every place everything uh, you know I used to do a lot of because I had my career in newspapers right I went to work for the press of Atlantic City I would work all day yep. I would run run take Floyd and I run to the casino and uh, get on a costume and I would go on stage in a review show and do that you know five nights a week run back home 11 o'clock at night you know kiss the kids you know kiss MK who you know Get to bed, get up, and do it again, all over again. For the love of both, you know, both, uh, both passions. Yeah. yeah. How long did you do that? Oh, I do. I still do that. I mean, I, you know, I, I moved up here to Vermont not long ago. Live on the lake, so uh, you know, living the lake life. But up until recently, when I lived in, lived in Boston, I've never stopped doing. You know, I guess today it's called a side hustle, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, I've, I've been doing it ever since. I always do it. Floyd, he just called you a side hustle. Did that turned you. No, I am a bit of a hustler, dude. You know. Yeah. 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 We'll play cards sometime. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do I need to look under, under your feet? See, wait, wait, wait. See, I got a hole in my back. I always had the nace, dude. Always had the nace. Always like had the nace. Yeah, always had the nace. Yeah. Watch out, man. Watch out. All right, Floyd. So what do you think? What do you tell people who, who get in these positions and have to start giving up what they love with their passion? What do you say to them? Listen, man, we have had a lot of fun. We have had a lot of fun. And we've done a lot of things. Yep. Not a lot of people. That's right. And, I, you know, I don't think you have to give up passions. What do you think? I don't think you have to give up at all. You can keep going side by side, just like this act. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and Kitty, what this is, this is theater, right? I mean, some people give the creep factor. Yeah, they call it creepy. Then children is creepy. No, it's not. It's, it's theater arts. I mean, you know, we are doing a two-person play performed by one guy. Uh-huh. And that's the way it works. You know, the old joke, where is your other hand? That's right. Where is your other hand? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the way it works. And we have fun. We have fun. So, like, you know, listen, I have gone all over the place, made fun of all kinds of important people, and the really bright ones who get it laugh really hard, you know? And Floyd's usually the one that goes after them. Yeah, that's my job in the show. I do that stuff. Yeah, you have the good job. You have the best job, Floyd. It is indeed a good job. Yeah. But people don't. So you found yours. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on. Like you found yeah. your thing and you figured out how to keep it going. But right. most people don't. So so like what do you say? Like what advice can you give to people? How can you help people pay attention? to? Because this isn't like a – I can tell you right now. This is what most people think is that somewhere along the line, they just said, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. No, yeah. they slow bleed, right? Yeah. All of a sudden they wake up and they're like, oh shit, I am not happy or I'm not where I wanted to be. This is not what I designed for my life. So so what do you say to people? Like, like what, help them. Yeah, you know, here, here's the deal. And this is not a knock on the people who are outside my house in, in the lake fishing all day. I don't fish. I don't do stuff like that, you know, and... Not that I don't, I don't think it's great. I do think it's great. If that's your passion, you're good at it. I mean, I don't know a lot about stuff like that. But what I do know is I like to gig. I like to do things. I like to create. 
you know, I do a lot of live video like you do. It's constant experimentation. You don't let your passions dry up and leave you. You don't. I got to tell you the other thing that's really important in my life. You know, if you want to have a partner in your life for as many years as I have, my wife totally gets it. My wife understands that, you know, I have these multiple passions. And believe me, I've tried my wife many, many times over the years uh, with how much time I put into things. But in the end, she gets it. She has her own passion. She's a fantastic artist, an amazing chef and baker. She does all that kind of stuff. And she's good looking, too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just been one of those things where I could never give up my passion, uh, you know, and, and I've made it a side business. So, you know, you mentioned the travel, right? Uh, when MK, who uh, is now this this you know beautiful woman living in Boston, you know uh, uh, an executive with it with a, with with Alice, uh, and uh, you know when she was a little girl, Daddy would get up on Saturday morning, pack his suitcases, and if I was doing regional shows, uh, Dad'd be gone all day, come home that night, you know, hand mom the money. That was that was how that worked. But then as I got more and more well known. Uh, in, in kind of doing the corporate gigs and whatnot, the family would pack up the car and we would go some really fun places. Yeah, like nice hotels. Yep. Bring the swim trunks, do that stuff, get treated nice. Yeah, always had best rooms, best rooms, right? Performer gets the best rooms. You get your own room, Floyd. You get your own room. No, just a goddamn suitcase. It's all I get. Yeah, where do you end up? Under the bed? Yeah, just, I don't know. At the, at the foot of that, I don't know. Yeah, this just sucks in the suitcase. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I, I have a question I, for you, man. You yeah. know what? I saw an email that said he's getting a shirt with your name on it. It didn't come? No, he got one. Where the fuck is my shirt, buddy? Huh? Floyd, come on, man. You're not good oh, looking. Come on, man, Lee. You're not good looking enough. Don't you have an extra small for me? Extra small? I, I would need, like, a pint size. Yeah, that's just going to say key on it because there's not enough chest. Yeah, no, no. Like key, then. It's key. Yeah, yeah. See, the, see the back of the rest, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? In hindsight, in damn hindsight... Yeah, we should have got you one, and you two both could have won those, and that would have been know. more fire. You know? Yeah. Well, see, I, I just, I right when I think I'm on top of my game, I come tumbling down. Keenan, it's all right, man. You know, sometimes yeah. the sound, sometimes the sound doesn't work. Sometimes the dunny doesn't get a t-shirt. It's the way it works, you know. <laughs> yeah, we got the same mic. Yeah, we're doing the same mic right here. Got a yeti right there. Yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. your yeti worked. Mine got all jacked up because my, Mac decided to change to those ports, you know, the new yeah. Mac with that single port. So I had this little adapter and then I when I dongle, dongle, and when yep. I, like, hey, look, my little dummy. And no, then, I mean, editorial comment, right? Reducing the ports, not cool. You know, I want a lot of ports and I want HDMI on the side of my, my deal. That's what I want. Yeah. So when I showed the, when I showed the beach, yep. something happened and the, everything got tangled up. Yeah, I knew, I knew exactly what happened. So it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take a break. You're going to take a break there? Yeah, I want to show you something real quick. Kind of Floyd's going to take a little break here, and, uh, and I'll be right back. Well, I'm going to miss you, dog. I'm going to miss you, baby. Hey, listen, it's all right, dude. Don't worry. I'll be back. I, well, I promise. Promise you come back. Well, I'm going to close it, man. Big closer. Big ah, closer. Good man. Okay? Good man. Yeah. All right, good. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so listen, this is, you know, when you're doing this stuff and you're passionate about it, this actually, for some of your audience, they don't know what this is, but this is a uh, – uh, and I'm looking down at my screen. I apologize. I look up at the this camera. Is uh, this is old school. This is a 33 to third. This is how I learned ventriloquism. Okay. I uh, listened to this album a hundred times. In fact, for those of you that are Jeff Dunham people, Jeff, same exact album, same way he learned. You know, you do this thing. It's, it's a little bit solitary. But once you learn it, man, you uh, you become the, the hit of the third grade class. You know what I mean? How long did it take you? Well, you know, I think probably I had a pretty natural. First of all, I was born with these big teeth, 
even my first set of teeth, right? You got a good smile for it. I think you'd be a good ventriloquist. I'll but, you know, it's, uh, it, it didn't take me long to figure it out. And uh, most people get caught up on the difficult letters. Like, I'll, sh I'll show you what I mean, you know, with ventriloquism. You know, like, people say, let me see you say the alphabet. So this is easy. Ready? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, wow. N, N, O, P, Q. Has nothing to do with the lips, man. Wow. What's crazy, though, about that is at one point in time, it looked like you were throwing your voice. That's You nailed it. That's the theater, dude. That's the theater like right there. You weren't moving anything. Then all of a sudden, I started feeling like um, uh, Floyd was talking in the background. Right. And like, Floyd, stand up, dude. Stand up. So for those of you who are listening and won't be listening, watching this on video, you, you gotta go to YouTube and watch this on video because what he just did was he just basically held his lips and, and did the alphabet, which was just crazy. I mean, that was yeah, now I want to try it. I wish my people at home could get on well, here. We'll, do, we'll do some private lessons for you. So what's funny <laughs> is so you know, we mentioned MK. MK has named my so many of my puppets over the years, but she came to my house uh, uh, over the winter, and I have a squirrel that's attacks my bird feeder. Uh -huh. So I, here I am. Yes, yes, that's you. Yes. What's your name? I'm Salvador. Salvador. Yes. Salvador. Salvador. Okay. Move Salvador more into the frame. There you, go. you suck. Yes, I do. Yeah. So Salvador is a character I'm working on, but this is kind of the fun of this thing, you know? Yes. We're just kind of cameras right there. Wait, Salvador. Salvador, do you know Sandy? Do you know Sandy? Who's Sandy? I don't know Sandy. You need to know if you're going to be a squirrel and show. Oh, business. I know Sandy. Yeah, I know. Under the under the water. Yeah, said, under the sea. Under the sea. You got to put a little helmet on. Bring yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I gotta guess that. Yeah, he he called me out. He did call you out right there. SpongeBob SquarePants, and you didn't get it. Yeah, it's funny about that. Yeah. So uh, you're the squirrel in my backyard, and I eat all the bird feeder stuff. You eat all the bird feeder stuff, and now you're stealing my 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 wife's strawberries. Yes, I am. Delicious. You're a smart man. You're a smart yeah, man. Who is this guy? That's Keegan. Hey, Keegan, how are you? What's up, dog? Hey, good shit, dog. I'm a squirrel. You might want to work on that tooth. But I'm working on it, trying to yeah, get. You might want to work on that tooth, money. That's Getting that out there. She's shiny enough. It is that's shiny. Gonna, that's gonna scare the ladies. See, and now I understand he's gonna be like, "Ooh, good thing I have the helmet on." <laughs> <laughs> so you know this is an example of of just you know something you, you i play with you know i'm in the office between conference calls uh you know and and i pick up a character and it gives me something to talk to but you know mk named that squirrel in the backyard salvador and i just went and found a puppet online and uh and i'm fooling around with Sal. he's not a, a, a complete character yet but it's fun to kind of work with how do, you, how do you create a full character like what goes into that process well i, I built i actually write a profile so i haven't done it for salvador yet but uh well, what you do? What I do is I take a questionnaire that actually Jeff Dunham, uh, you know, created and gave to me years ago. And you literally go down the profile and say, you know, what's his favorite book? What's his favorite movie? What's his favorite food? Strawberries. Strawberries, right? Yeah, you know that kind of thing. What's his likes? What's his dislikes? What's his background? You write a whole background story on the character, so that way when Salvador says something, yeah, it's meaningful. It's meaningful, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, see? And then with the voice, I fooled around a bit. So when I talk to Salvador, I'm putting a little bit more of my my uh, my pronunciation and my cheeks. So it sounds like he's got a little bit of a, a you know, of a, not a lisp or a, or just a, yeah, something like that, like this here. So yeah, uh huh, that's the way it works. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many, how many characters do you have? Over the years, I've had a bunch. I don't, you know, I don't have. So you know, when Floyd was out at the repair shop. 
<laughs> I uh, I sub substituted this guy. Hey, how you doing there, guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's nice. Kind of boy's voice, a little higher up. Yeah, I'm kind. There yeah. you go. There you go. Easy does it. Jeez, he's impatient. <laughs> well, how uh, you doing, man? I don't I don't want you to miss out. You want you look. You want your five minutes Hamilton's right there. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is Hamilton. I'm Hamilton. Hi, nice to see you. How you, how you doing, Hamilton? I'm, I'm all right. You know, just... I loved you. I loved you on stage. Oh, thank you. I'm coming on. I'll be on Disney Plus on the 4th of July. No, that's not you. You look a lot different without your wig and your makeup, though. I'm not going to lie. I can't rap either. No, you can't rap. So, so you know, this is kind of like uh, he's got Floyd's voice a little bit. But the nice thing about Hamilton is I'll show you real quick if I have it here. No, I don't. Uh, he he packs in a, in a little light bag, you know, so I can bring Hamilton on an airplane and, and uh, just you know, bring him along with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, see? That's cool. Yeah. So again, his profile, what do you do? I'm a social media manager. Social media manager. Yes, I am. Yeah. At the farm. Yeah. I do uh, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, Insta pig. Insta pig, right? Insta yeah. pork. Insta pork. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This wine. Hey, I had bacon this morning. Does that make you mad? Oh, what? You can Oh, my God. Can you believe it? You know what? I like a little taste of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Don't tell anybody. Do not let that get out, okay? You're six degrees of separation. You might be eating someone you know. I know. It's like, Mom, is that you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What's, been your favorite show, awesome. What's your favorite show, Hamilton? What was your favorite gig? Where was it? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think uh, you do a lot of speaking gigs. Yeah, I like talking to salespeople about stuff. You know, it's cool. I like doing that. Yeah. So well, you kind of an add-on, recent add-on to the act. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Hamilton. If you want to get into the technology part of technology, you want to get into the background. Hamilton's actually made in uh, in the Philippines and shipped overseas. Yeah, really talented puppet maker. That's neat. Uh huh. Yep. So you know that's what's cool about Hamilton, and uh, you know he's a full body uh, pig there. Yeah. How do you, you decide to go with Hamilton as a pig as opposed to another animal? Actually, you know what's kind of sad. Yeah. Can, can I tell him? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton is uh, is uh, used good. Huh? Yeah. Bought him from a guy in Texas who wanted to sell him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sad. You like better, Hamilton? Uh, uh, this guy's all right. Yeah, he's, he's good. Plus I, live, like? plus, I live here in Vermont, and there's lots of fun animals here, you know? So that's cool. Yeah. Okay, good. So you got, you got more people to hang out with when he's not around? Yeah. And a lot more vegans, you know? So. Yeah. Ah, yes. Not yeah. you, of course. Not you. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. Little so league, right? Whose hand is bigger, the old guy or this guy? Oh, uh, this guy's—he's uh, got nice, gentle hands. Okay, gentle. It makes him more comfortable. He's I, like gentle, <laughs> I like gentle hands. You know what I'm saying? I would too. If yeah, I had my hand up my butt all day long. I'd want gentle. Oh hands. yeah, you're gonna have to have the guy shove his hand up your ass. You need nice, gentle hands. Okay. Yeah, yes, I'm with yes. you, man. Maybe, uh -huh. maybe, maybe his next passion is proctology. My question is: Are you wearing a glove? All right, thank you very much. Yeah. That's an old joke that you stole. Yes, it is, but it was good for the point. Hey, it worked. You got to roll with it. Man. You got to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You totally got to go with it. Uh huh. Um, yeah. All right. So, so tell me. Um, hey, I, wait a minute. I asked you a question. What's my you're, question? You're at the beach. Is that right? Yes. Last time I went to the beach, I had a big complaint. Some lady asked me to move out of the sun and get under an umbrella. Why'd she do that? She said when I was laying there, all she could smell was bacon. <laughs> <laughs> bacon. You get it? The sun. Yeah, the sun. Yes. See, it could have been, I'm mean, I think it's called a double entendre because she smelled bacon, you're under the sun, or your bacon, B-A-K-I-N. I don't get it. Bacon. Never mind. 
Mike, you get it. I can't help you. Hey, hey, Kenan, Kenan. What? I'll do the funny, okay? Oh, okay. You do oh, the- yeah, okay. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel. So what do you have to say about ventriloquism? It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Is it cool? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you can be a ventriloquist for him someday. You can stick no, your hand up here. I am not going back there. I'll tell you that right now. No, sir. Uh-uh. That's where I draw the line, okay? All right. All right. You draw the line. Did you have a girlfriend or boyfriend? Not not, not, not currently. No. It's kind of the... Are you looking? Yeah. We well, I'm always on the hunt. You know how it is? Always on the hunt. Do you yeah. only date pigs or do you you, you cross you, like any farm? Only animals? pigs. Yeah. I'm not like the frog thing. I don't like that at all. Nuh-uh. No. Just pigs, yeah. Just pigs. No, like what about chickens or cows? You're all on the farm together. Well, I still think chickens, but nothing that really got me going. You know what I mean? All farm, all farm, all farm lives matter, right? Absolutely, they do. Yes, they do. I just tweeted that the other day, and my job, the social media manager. Yes. How well did that go over? <laughs> uh, I got a lot of complaints. Just gonna say, yeah. Some guy, the real something or other, he uh, he insulted me. So, yeah, yeah. He didn't like that too much. No. Nope. Nope. What do you think of Floyd? Did Floyd get along? Yeah, he's cool. I'm his sub. That's right. You're his sub once in a while. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I like him. You know, he's uh, he's uh, made out of wood. I made out of foam. Yeah. So we're little conditioned backgrounds and we get along. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you mad being a backup, though? Aren't you trying to get the top spot? Well, no, actually, you know, it's, it's funny. When I put Hamilton on, he's a little calmer now, but Hamilton tends to move around a lot more. He's a lot faster, stuff like that, you know, where Floyd's kind of more purposeful and and look somebody in the eye and gives him an insult, you know, where Hamilton just kind of moves fast. And that social media manager thing, yeah, it makes me fast. I move, I move, I move, I move, I move. Yeah. So that's it. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. All right. That's awesome. So um, we're doing good. Anybody have any questions or anything, jump in. I'm following this on LinkedIn. Ask questions if you want to know anything. Because what I, what I really liked about Al's life and bringing him on here is he's been able to do the most – People can do. Am I getting an echo? Just for a second, I just heard one. That was it. Did it go away? Okay. Yep. All right. So is he's been able to balance his life. Guys, you don't understand. Maybe you do. Is the amount of amount of questions I get or the challenges I get, people like, man, you lead the life, Keenan. How did you do this, Keenan? How did you make this happen, Keenan? And it's just because I just didn't accept the the BS. I didn't accept the the label i didn't accept this idea that i'm supposed to do something a certain way that you you know married people are supposed to do this or with kids you're supposed to do this or you're supposed to have this type of lifestyle and so i just admire people who find themselves living their life like the life that they wanted to live because you only get one right that's right so i mean i just admire that that you've gone through this what has been the biggest challenge for you in trying to live your life the way you want to live? What's been the biggest challenge? Well, you know, I think that certainly the balance of, um, of, of when you get involved as heavily as I am in ventriloquism. So um, in addition to performing, uh, I collect a lot of memorabilia. There's, there's in fact, the guy um, over my shoulder here, right here, I'm pointing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, uh, very famous in the 1930s and 40s and 50s. In fact, I tell people that um, – Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy were the Howard Stearns of radio back then. They got they got uh, they got fined by the FCC. Uh, they had some really bawdy. You mentioned double entendre before. Charlie's double entendre. 
was what was, was near outrageous back in those days, you know. So, uh, and then Bergen was this amazingly smart businessman who commercialized, you know, everything had Charlie McCarthy, the little monocle character's face on it. Yeah. It was on games and cocktail glasses. And I have a whole, you know, behind the camera here is our shelves of stuff that, that Bergen created. So, you know, the idea of, of the business side of this, especially Bergen, and now Jeff. I mean, I find that part of show slash business. So, you know, people put the, put the big letters on show and not so much on the business. I love to look at the business part of show business. So I've collected a lot of stuff from that. So the caution is and the difficulty is, is sometimes it consumes your life, you know. And you got to find that balance. And my wife is really good at tapping me on the shoulder and say, hey, uh, you know, puppet man, uh, you got to get back in tune with the family here for a minute, you know, and you got you to find that balance, you know, because I'm, you know, when I work, Keenan, like you, I work hard, you know, and when I perform and I play, I play hard, you know, so you got to have find that balance and not not leave the family behind, which I'm going to say it clearly. I, I've been guilty of it. And my, my wife's always been a great barometer and balancer for me so yeah now bergen first the bergen in in the moniker guy for years that was pretty much the how would i say like when you said ventriloquism you just thought of that like you nailed it man no one else even thought there was any other type of dummy i even want to say i feel like people started coming out with ventriloquist dolls that almost always looked like his yeah it's funny let me show you something cool this is really think people even couldn't think of of I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, with the art of ventriloquism. So this brilliant guy named Dennis Costa from the Buffalo area. I got a box in the mail one day. He just gifted this to me. Am I framed there good? There you go. Yeah. Oh, hello, Mr. Durgan. Yeah, like that. So that was Charlie's voice. Oh, Durgan. Yeah. So lonely down. But you notice he's got the little monocle, right? Yeah. yeah. And he just he just kind of created this fun little character, and it's the most ingenious little thing. He's got a little stick here in the bottom, a little trigger on it. And I just hold on to the stick. Yeah, like that. There you see. Yeah, it's based on something a guy had created years ago. Yeah. And this is Keenan. That's Keenan. Hello, Keenan. Yeah. Hello. But I mean, you know, look at the ingenious uh, uh, of just the creation of this thing. Yes. And this is when you talk about passion, man. Dennis is new to all this, you know, and uh, he just created this sucker and sent them to me. And it's just freaking brilliant, you know. So when I say it consumes your life, I meet a lot of really great people. Some of the people that I have known for a good part of my adult life is through ventriloquism, you know, and most of the people are not full-time performers. You know, I got a buddy, Dale Brown had a really successful PR marketing agency in the Midwest. You know, uh, I got a buddy, Mark Wade, who, you know, has, has, uh, has been a, a kids performer his entire life. He's the premier kids performer. Lynn Trefsker, a, a good friend of ours. Lynn is on the Disney cruise ships, you know, when they're sailing, obviously, but she's on the Disney cruise ships. These are friends that I've had forever, forever. So, you know, one of the things I think is cool is how quickly you bring these to life. Yeah. So, like, when you're holding it and you're just kind of waving it around, it looks like a doll. Right. But then, all of a sudden, you start talking. He has an accent and there's a personality. Boom. Right. right. Just like that. I mean, that's amazing to me. Well, and you know, people who are watching this are probably realizing too. I'm looking down at my, you know, I got, I've got my camera on a tripod, right? Yeah. I'm looking down at the screen a lot. I, I have to get my screen up a little higher so it's not as bad. But the reason I am, and I'll show you why, what you're talking about. All right, we'll give you Hamilton for a second. All right, what I'm trying to make sure is that Hamilton is looking straight at that camera. Okay. Yeah. What's going to give him life? This is tech, you know, the technology, uh, a technical part of what I do. Giving him life is if he's looking up here and he's talking to you, Keenan. 
Kanan? I'm over no, here. I'm over here. You know? Yeah. But if he goes, Kanan, yeah. And he's yeah. looking right at that camera. That's why you see me looking down while he's talking. Because I want to make sure that his irises were looking straight into the iris of that camera. You know, that's the. It, it that's really works. It's amazing how the it, the personages move. They have different voices. Last one had an English accent. What? Yeah, it's what? fun. You want me to stuff you some food in your mouth? You're like, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> typical pig, man. Pig being a pig. He is a wise ass. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tweet about you. I am. I'm going to do it. Please yeah. do. Please do. Hey, hey, wait. Do you know Miss Piggy? No, she's a bitch. Stop that now. Don't oh, do it. No, really? oh, see what happens. Why'd you have to go there, Keenan? For God's sakes. What I do. No. It's what I do. I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, man. Yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry about that. I really am. Hey, that's look. This show is not PC and it's not you know rated G. This show is all the way. So bring bring We want to hear more about this 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 you know. I heard that about you, brother. I did hear that about you. It's all out. I know. I got it. That's okay. I got it. I'm all right with it. I'm all right yeah. with it. I was raised by a long Sherman, so I not really. But <laughs> I don't talk about mom very often. Anyway, you made a lot of references to um to you know making mistakes and your your wife bringing you back into the fold and spending time without the kids. If you don't mind, tell us a little bit about some of the mistakes, some of the the the, the mistakes or lessons learned as yeah. you this journey. Well, I, I imagine you know um, you're probably not dissimilar to me in that the mind is always going. You're always thinking about things, and even when you're there, you're not there. You know, and so that's where Nancy, who's my my beautiful wife, um, has reminded me again and again, "Hey, you're here now. You're not there." You know. And I got to tell you the other thing, my phone's sitting on my desk. Otherwise, I probably have that in my hand as well. But the phone became a really bad distraction for, for a guy like me whose mind is always racing, always going, you know. And it's kind of interesting in ventriloquism. There's an old book by a guy named Paul Winchell, uh, um, who's actually was the voice of Tigger. Remember? Yeah, of course. Of course. That, yeah. yeah. So uh, he talks about the split mind of the ventriloquist because, you know, you have to do so many things at the same time. You know, so because you are, we're, we're kind of like the original multitaskers, you know. So my wife has called me into it to say, look, you are here now. Be in the present, you know, understand that we can see your eyes glaze over and you're gone. You know, you're gone. Or a guy like me, too, will sit and watch a movie. Right. You go to IMBD at all. Do you, do you do that? Internet you database, IMBD.com. Oh, uh, no, no. See, I'm the kind of guy I can't watch a movie just for the plot. I got to know. Hey, wait a minute. Who's that guy? I, oh, well, I do that. Yeah, I'll go yeah, there and see yeah. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. She's always like, just be in the moment, dude. Be in the moment, you know? So I think the biggest thing that I've had to learn over the years is, is uh, first of all, listen to my wife, which I don't do very well. And she'll be, if I could bring her in here right now, she'd tell you. But, but you know, I think that the thing is, is that I've, I've got to literally pull myself into the moment uh, in a lot of ways. And I think the worst part of that is it happens when I'm at my leisure, which is when it's with my family. So that's not cool, you know, and it's been a, it's been a long struggle of mine because I have so many interests and so many things going on. And then I added another layer to my life. Uh, in fact, MK gave me this wonderful pillow at 57 years old. Cause I'm not a spring chicken, bro. I'm not, I keep missing up that center. Yeah, yeah. I became a firefighter, you know, at age 57, became a firefighter and an ENT EMT. It's something I always wanted to do. My dad was a volunteer firefighter. Wow. This is a plate from uh, from his car and from my, my brother you just did after that, you know. That so is uh, here I am, you know, in, in my 50s, learning how to how to be a firefighter and an EMT. 
You know, like last night, man, most people are sleeping at, uh, at, at uh, 11 and 11.07 p.m., uh, and I'm up driving a fire truck to a, uh, to a building that the, there's an alarm going off on. You know? Shut up. Last night you went, you answered a oh, yeah. oh, all week long. Last week we had a huge fire uh, on a piece of farm equipment. Uh, hay, the whole bale of hay caught on fire. I mean, you know, if I had my phone, I could flash a picture for you what it looked like. But, wow. you know, and I'm running with guys who are, who are in their 20s and 30s you know, and gals, you know, who are in their 20s and 30s. And for me, man, that's what life's about. You know, why do I want to sit around talking about the old days? Why do I want to <laughs> why do I want to sit around reminiscing about shit when when I can be out, you know, with my gear on with these guys who know more about this than I do, by the way. One of the guys is a professional firefighter who's a volunteer in our town and his wife is a you know a physician's assistant and she 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 has our medical crew. So I mean, you know, why would I want to do that when I can be out with <laughs> blowing a siren, driving a fire truck, and and being in the shit? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes, no, so I dig that. So here's an interesting question now. Are you going to create a new character that relates to the fireman, either a fireman or, or a Dalmatian or something? Well, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you Floyd has full turnout gear. He's got the jacket. He's got the pants. I haven't found the right helmet for him yet, but I got to bump into somebody that sells that stuff and we'll get him the helmet. And, uh, this is the beauty of what I do, man, combining life. We uh, we got a brand new fire station two summers ago. And what did I do? I did a show for the entire town and all the people that showed up with Floyd dressed in a firefighter's gear, you know. But here's the cool thing, dude. I bought that from a guy in Seattle who was a rabbi who was moving to Israel and trying to lighten his load. And he put it up on Facebook and I grabbed it from him. And I just think about Rob all the time because anytime Floyd straps that on, that's the kind of friendships I've developed over the year, Keenan. You know, Irish Catholic, you know, white kid uh, with with this rabbi friend of mine who lives on the West Coast. You know, it's just to me, it's just it's 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 meshed it all together. It's so cool. It really is. You know, it's really, you know, it's one of those things, too, where culturally we have a convention of ventriloquists. Did you know that? Of course. I, well, no, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So we've got this museum in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. It's called Venthaven Museum. Uh, Jeff Dunham's on the board with me. Jay Johnson from Soap. Willie Tyler and Lester. You remember Willie Tyler and Lester? Mm -mm. You don't hold on a second. Can, can I can I pop yeah, off camera? Yeah, be very yeah, unprofessional yeah. for a second. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on a second. All right, he's gonna go find us. No, 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 right? Hey, he's good. This is this so is this is, is, is Lester. Oh man, this is Lester. His mouth isn't working really well, but a buddy of mine like Latoya, looks like Latoya Jackson. <laughs> well, you go ahead and search Willie Tyler and Lester. You'll remember Willie. Willie, okay. Willie uh, has had a long, long career. I just interviewed him the other night, you know, and, and, and I love it because a buddy of mine gave this to me. He's moving to Florida, and this was his first ventriloquist dummy, and he wanted it to go to a good home, you know. So uh, he's going to be on the shelf with my other my other stuff, you know. But these are the friends that I have that all know how much I love what I do, and uh, I become a home for uh, for dummies and uh, give them a good home. And what I'll probably do is end up uh, first of all, I'll have Willie give this a signature somewhere, but then we'll work on fixing the string. And when I come across a young man or a young lady that wants to learn ventriloquism, I give these away. That's what really? I do. I get, yeah, I get them started. Do you find kids wanting to do it? Obviously, that girl who won American Idol or whatever, that was pretty amazing. But do you find it's, is it coming back? Is it coming back? Jeff Dunham totally changed the game. Completely changed the game. So, uh, you know, 
he, there are kids who are inspired by him. There are kids who are inspired by Darcy Lynn. That's the young lady you just mentioned. One America's Got Talent. Uh, Terry Fader won the second season of America's Got Talent. Did a show in Vegas for a decade, you know. Uh, and um, and the list goes on. Ventriloquism's had a huge resurgence. You know what's weird though? Two years ago, I started asking these kids uh, who would come to our convention where they got uh, you know got the idea of being a ventriloquist. R.L. Stein's books. Uh, Slappy the Dummy, which is actually a scary story, right? Ask your kids. They know. They know. Uh, and even we would think the creepiness factor, but no, they, they love ventriloquism. Uh, and it just, it, it seems to be the kind of thing where there's, there's like three groups of people, okay? There are people who are just brand new to it. They may, it doesn't matter their age, you know? Uh, there are people who are guys and gals who had a puppet or a dummy when they were younger, they, they packed it away at mom and dad's house. They moved away. It come, it gets unearthed again somehow. They find the puppet, and then they go and, and they want to learn more, so they end up at our at our convention. And then finally the kids. And the kids, to me, are the most important part of this because it's what keeps the art alive, and that's what I'm devoted to. I'm devoted to telling the stories of ventriloquism to people and of getting these young people excited and, and inspired by it because it's a very, very cool thing. So. No, your passion for this is absolutely off the charts clear. I mean, oh, it is it is unbelievably clear. So I want to take a turn. I want to yep. take a turn. We yep. got about thirteen minutes. Sure. And I, I, I want to probably should have done this earlier, but I still want to do it now. And I want your take. Why do people get in these situations where they wake up one day and they're not where they wanted to be? That's a great question. It is a great question. I think I find that people are afraid to follow things that are not the norm. You know, I think they're afraid to go after passions because family members tell them that's not the deal. That's not what you do. Did you ever read the book, um, the uh, the uh, the War of Art? I think it's on my bookshelf. For the War of Art, the yeah. influence of the art of war. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. That's a great title. I love that. The, the, the War of Art is about resistance, Kenan. Right. And, and resistance is, uh, there's a great line that we, and I'm going to kill it, but where he describes the, the battlefield, you know, you are the knight and resistance is the dragon, okay? And you have to defeat the dragon to follow your art, to follow what you're passionate about, you know? And unfortunately in our lives, our very family members don't realize it, but they're the dragons. Yeah. Okay? There's this kid who likes to read, Okay. But everybody else in the family, everybody else in the neighborhood, you know, sports. plays ball or sport, yeah. whatever, right? But this guy likes to read, and he, 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 or a gal that you know, and they, 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 they fake their way through it. But in the end, what their real passion is is reading and writing. You know, yeah. Yeah. what happens in life is you know we pound away at people like that because you know that's different. We don't want you to be different. You know, so when I started doing ventriloquism, what was I doing, man? You know, if you're my father, what are you saying? The kid does what? Playing with dolls. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Playing with dolls. Stop playing with kids dolls. Yeah. Playing with dolls. You know what in yeah. the? I mean, you know, seriously, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that what your dad actually said, or would you? Did your dad actually say that? I don't think my dad actually said it, but my dad actually sent the signals. You know, mm -hmm. uh, my older brothers who are extremely supportive of me today, uh, I think, kind of wondered what in the hell is going on with this kid. You know, uh, and uh, I just look at. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember a transitional moment. Remember I told you about that firehouse show, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then I did another show, but I needed a ride. I was twelve years old. My brother and his girlfriend took me. He was older than me, right? 
And I come out of the house and I'm sporting like 40 bucks. He goes, what the 40? You got paid for that? I'm like, yeah, I got paid for that. Where's the gas money, brother? <laughs> Everybody's got their hands out once they know. Yeah, well, but I mean, the point was, you know, so even at school, right, you, you play with a doll. You've got this thing that's very, very different. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, you know, um, uh, even if, you know, everybody else is on the football team and you want to play golf, whatever the case may be, you know, you got to follow that passion. If you're an artist, you know, if if you're a musician, people will give you some resistance because it's different than what everybody else is doing. you got to fight through the resistance and go after your passions. I think the battlefield is filled with dragons and dead knights. You know, Dude, I, oh, that is that is phenomenal. Like that whole concept of dragons and knights is phenomenal. It's and, not mine. Remember that. I got I got to find the book because I feel terrible. Yeah, yeah hold on a second. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's right here. I, I still love this. I, I love this idea. For, you, for the people who are watching the video, it's the War of Art. Okay, it's by Stephen Pressfield. For those who are listening, just go to Amazon. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's the greatest book. I've read this fucking book. I don't know. A uh, uh, hundred times, hundred times. The, the whole premise and concept is just fire. And, and here's the crazy part, right? In many cases, these people are well-meaning. They're not trying to hurt you. Boom, hundred percent. Boom. You know, uh, they're they're not trying to hurt you, but they don't know that they're giving you that resist that very resistance. You know. Also, you know, we create our own resistance, right? I have days where I just can't move forward. You know, and I have to figure out what is the causing that resistance in my life. And part of it, I got to tell you, because the guys like you and I, I can tell you, I mean, I'm nowhere, you know, I heard about your athletic prowess. I'm nowhere near that buddy, but, but we're busy. We're moving. We're constantly going. And guess what? Sometimes the wick of the candle burns so short that if you don't stop and rest, you're going to, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out completely. So, yeah, so I think there's two messages in here and, and I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Um, Cause I really like this. And this whole concept, because I think we're all guilty. I think we create our own dragons. People create dragons. Um, we become a dragon, right? Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, she's a phenomenal chef, phenomenal mm -hmm. chef. And yep. so people came to her just the other day um, to about opening a restaurant. And then they got flaky. And I, and I was like, look, I, I wouldn't spend any time with these people. I wouldn't. I said, do your own thing. And so yeah. she started doing it. But then I said, I said, I'm not sure I would open it right now under COVID and all of this. I don't know that that's a good idea. But then the other side of me said, like, I, no, I can use this term now because I didn't know this. I, all of a sudden, I'm like, am I being a dragon? Like, could she be the person who opens this now and blows up because she got everything cheap and because they were desperate, right? And so all of a sudden, I was like, did I just help her or did I just hurt her? And right. I didn't want to answer it because yeah. – because it could have gone both ways. Like could have been the best advice ever. And she doesn't open it and doesn't waste hundreds of thousands of dollars or the worst advice. Cause she could have opened it. And so where's that line? How do you know when you're being a dragon versus being a, a I mean, you know, part of that's a business call, right? You gotta make a business call. But if she gets a following of, of takeout before she opens the full restaurant, maybe that's the deal. I don't know. You know, maybe that's, that's the way it works. So it's because funny, you know, I've been through because I've been in, in the business world a long time. 2001, I went through nine 11, right? 2008, 2009, 2010, I went through, uh, you know, the big the, the big recession, right? During that time frame, I learned one word that I will share with everybody else today, too. You know, in addition to, to resistance is nimble. you got to be nimble. I've heard pivot a lot lately the past couple of weeks, too. you got to learn to be nimble, and you got to pivot. And i got to tell you, if you're still at a stay-at-home situation or you're working from home, what a great freaking opportunity to go back to your passion. What a great opportunity. 
Yeah. Because instead of two hours commuting every day, spend two hours learning how to fly fish again or whatever it was you used to do, you know? So what about this one? What about recognizing that you have a passion for something, but you're not good at it? Now, that's an interesting one. Because one of the ones I – for I used to have a, sh a show um, a long time ago where I interviewed Angela Duckworth. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, sure. Yes, and great lady and her whole concept of grit. And one of the things, somehow we got into this conversation about um, – People not being real with themselves. Right. And the greatest example for me of that is American Idol, American Idol primarily, right? And right. Uh, the, what's the other, we just talked about it, the America's Got Talent. Yeah, America's Got Talent, right? right? These people, come on, come on, in front of millions of fucking people. And they, it's not even they're just on their cuff. <laughs> I mean, they literally can't do a fucking thing. Somebody's like, in their head, they thought they had a chance. How does that happen? Like, how do we get real with ourselves? That's when you don't have a dragon in your life who can tell you the truth, though, too. Because the truth, you know, they say the truth will set you free. In my case, if my wife, who's the, oh, God, it's painful. It's like a flaming arrow in the heart. When she <laughs> sees something I'm doing is not working in life, on stage, uh, I can't even begin to tell I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. Quick story. Yeah. Take your time. Stories are the best. We are in uh, Ohio. Okay. We lived there for a decade. It's where MK graduated high school. Uh, and um, we, uh, I am the president of the Ohio newspaper association. And part of the, the official duty I had is uh, I'm sorry. I wasn't the president. I was the chairman of the convention. Uh, part of the official duty I had is we were honoring John Glenn. So for those of you who may be a little younger, you've seen the movie Hidden Figures. Okay. Fabulous, fabulous movie about the difference African-American women made in the calculation of, of, of space in uh, and NASA in the early days. Okay. Yeah. In that movie is John Glenn, Colonel Glenn. He's the guy that takes a rocket around the earth for the first, you're supposed to go seven times. I think you ended up going three or four. Anyway, we're at a banquet. We're going to honor John Glenn. Okay. So at a certain point, I said to my wife, we should go over and meet, you know, John Glenn and say hello. He's our senator, by the way. So we, we meet in the middle of the dance floor, you know, banquet room, right? And um, all of a sudden, I watch a dynamic that I later on learned so much from. My wife looks right at John Glenn, and he had just come off the space shuttle. And she started asking him questions, Keenan. And it wasn't anything about, you know, her and her childhood. And she remembered, what was it like? What did you do? What were the experiments that you did? They stood and talked for half an hour. His wife, Annie, had to come and get him. I had to go back and get Nancy because we had both walked away at that point. They stood there passionately talking about space and science and aging and all that stuff. All my wife did was ask questions, you know, and that is the passion that she has for life and that she knows how to ask people questions. Up until that point, it was all about me, right? Now it's all about you. You know, I want to ask you, you're, you're the interviewer this time. I'm usually the one that's interviewing. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, to me, one of the ways you can help people through resistance and, and, and gain them, get them towards passion, people in your life or yourself. What are the questions? Why do you want to do what you want to do? Why is it important to you? You know, you're, you know, you might need a little work on this. How can you improve it? Those are questions. So Yeah, no, I, well, your wife would have been a phenomenal in sales then. Oh, no, nah, <laughs> the greatest yeah. question all questions she has she has created three successful businesses so she's got she's got no issues she's uh sales ceo and then uh 
Chief Cook and Bottle Washer, I call her. So Yeah, well, sounds like she's kept you in line. She has indeed, my friend. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. should we bring on Floyd one last yeah, time? Yeah, we should. I was feeling like he was missing the conversation. Yeah, I heard him back there rustling around. What the hell? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and now I'm back. Back here in my seat here. Here we go. Let me slide you over. All right, cool. Keenan, Keenan. I heard you rustling around back there, man. There's a lot of crap going on here. Nothing without me, I'll tell you that right now. What the heck? You need to get your own voice, man. You need to get your own voice. I'm telling you. Maybe I can have you can have me, just me on next time, okay? You know what? That would be amazing. Oh, speaking of that, wait, that yeah. would be amazing. That, uh -huh. that would be that would set records. Okay. Someone asked a question. Yeah. They asked, um, Jeff Broderick asked, the drinking water and talking, is that the king of challenges for ventriloquists? Well, Jeff, thank you for asking because he can't do it. So this is really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, Jeff, it is an illusion uh, in some respects, but in other respects, it can be done. Um, I would say before I get accused of giving away the tricks, go online and search it. It's on there. Yeah. In fact, I want to tell you something. This is great. And I know I talked about Jeff a lot today, but search an old clip of, of Jeff with jalapeno on a stick and peanut and a mini dummy. And Jeff drinks a, a, a glass of, of fluid at the end. He says, go on, go on, go on, gone. Yay. That's right. And he, uh, he swallows some liquid. But look it up, man. It, it can be done. Uh, it's not something I do in my act. Back in the day, I used to smoke and do ventriloquism at the same time. That's not cool anymore. No, it's not. Yeah. So don't smoke anymore. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you, you, did, you had to be nimble. You had this whole trick and now you can't even smoke. I, I just watched a videotape on the screen here the other day from Atlantic City when I asked to do that on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Now he's smoking a joint on stage. I don't smoke a joint on stage. Not hey, wait. You can now. You can I now. I know. It's legal. It's legal. Aren't you doing it? Don't worry about it. No. Oh, my God. That now. Now, I would pay <laughs> a high Floyd. Like, that would. Like, that would. A lot funnier after a fat one, okay? A lot funnier. Yeah. I would pay to see a high Floyd. Oh, <laughs> my God. That would be hilarious. Right, we'll try it sometime. We will. Do you do, do, you do drugs, Floyd? No, I do not do drugs at all. No. And clean as can be, dude. Really? That's what I'm telling you, okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> mm. yeah. Uh, all right. So, Floyd, what do you want to tell people? What do you think people who are trying to – okay, here's this one. I'm going to leave this to Floyd as we start to wrap up. Floyd, yeah. your, your dummy here gave us a lot of insight and information on how he was able to build his passion, hold on to his passion – spend time with you and your buddies, um, et cetera. But what would you tell people who didn't do what Al did, your buddy Al did, right? And now they're in, a, in life and they realize I'm not doing my passion and they realize I have gone too far and now I'm boxed in. What do you tell them now? How do they unravel it? How do they get back to that or even find it? That's a good question. You know, man, I think the thing, this is serious for a second. I think the thing is everybody grows up too fast, dude. They grow up too fast. And you have got to have a little bit of play in your life. You got to have a little fun in your life. You know, you got to just find out what made you passionate as a kid. And you never grew up. That's right. I never grew up. I never gave up my passion as a kid. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I think it's good to have some play in you. You know, like when you sit down and play with your kids, all of a sudden you can pretend again. That's right. You do that. You have that. You get that back again. Yeah. You got to do that at work. You got to do that at play. You got to do it all the time. Yeah. You know, like that dragon thing. That's right. Yeah. Conquer the dragon. Uh huh. Yeah. Was that too deep for you, dude? No. Matter of fact, it wasn't too deep. I thought it was dope because 
I like what you said. You need to play. We grow up too fast. I think we hear this all our lives. Grow up. You got to grow up. Right? Yeah. I remember when I was 27, my buddy uh, said, hey, man, I got a job for you. It's time for you to home and time for you to come home and get serious and, and basically implied growing up. Now, at yeah. the time, I was I was in South Beach, Miami, modeling, having the time of my life. And I was 27, not 21. And so I, I didn't I rejected the grow up mode. I rejected that as a like, fuck growing up. I'm not I'm not going to grow up. I don't need to grow up for anybody. But I did process that I had goals in life. And yeah. I said to myself, can I reach these goals trying to stay modeling? Well, in the 90s, there was Tyson Beckford and maybe one of the two super, super male models. But it's the women that made all the money. Right. The women right. were the supermodels. And I knew I knew that I wasn't going to be a supermodel. Yep. So I knew maybe I'm looking at six figures, you know, for a couple of years. But then yep. nothing. But I'm like, I can make that in the business world. And I do this more for the lifestyle than the actual job. The job of modeling is not fun. It was all, you know, who I met and the lifestyle. So my point is, I made that decision to come back. But I don't think a lot of people think through it. I think they just say, oh, I'm getting old. I, I, I need to be like, I need, I'm 30. I need to be married. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. um, 27. I need to be making this much money. Oh, I need to be owning a house. Oh, I need to have a nice car. Oh, I need, I need, because that's what we all do. And I think that kills them. I think that's right. Yeah, I think it's, I, I agree with that. Uh huh. I do. I do. I think that's cool. You're exactly right. And by the way, I knew I recognized you, right? Coles, <laughs> you were wearing um, Hanes. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Oh, underwear mom. Yeah, baby. Go ahead. Stand yeah. up. Let me see your package. Go ahead. I recognize you. Yeah, I know how you were. I know how you were. <laughs> I know. I know Coles is, is dummy porn. Uh, no, stop it now. See, now I you're embarrassing That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm this guy sold. It was the Sears catalog. Okay? That's how old he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Floyd, thank you for bringing Al on. Kenan, it was so cool. I'm glad I could drag him along with me. I really am. I'm glad you could too. So I want you guys to end it. I want you to tell me what advice, what do you want to leave with people when they, when this says done, what do you want to leave with people? Well, you know, I think the thing I want to leave people with is, is it's kind of a, an irony of what we are, right? You're not one person. No, no, you're not. You're like, you can be all kinds of things. That's right. You can, you can have a job, you can have a side passion. You can have two side passions. You can be a dad or a mom or a, or a brother or a sister, whatever, man. But you can be anything you want. You don't have to be one person. And somebody told me that once, and that is so, so true. It's a great philosophy. You never have to be one person. You can choose what you want to be and follow your passions. That's right. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Not that far than ventriloquist. I know. That was dope. That was dope. I, I, I'm proud of you. Not bad for ventriloquist. Yeah. So on that note, man, I really can't thank you guys enough for being here. Um, Floyd, you're hilarious. Say thank hello you, thank to you. Hamilton for me. Tell him I said goodbye. Yeah, yeah um, right there. Yeah. And who else did I meet? I met someone else. Salvador. Salvador, right. Yeah. Oh, Salvador. Yes. Tell Salvador that he needs to go meet Sandy. I will. I'll tell him that. And tell SpongeBob I said, what's up? And, uh, <laughs> you guys. Patrick. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Patrick, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, I like Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, thank going you. Going downhill, Keenan. It's going downhill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it went, it was already downhill. We've been trying to go downhill, and there's no breaks at all. Yeah, there you none, go. Yep. None, none. <laughs> like 10,000 pounds of bananas. There's no. <laughs> Do you even know, did you even get that one? You got to be old to get that one. I know, man. I'm telling you. I know. You're a young guy, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, though. Al, do you know what I'm talking about? Like 10,000 pounds of bananas? No, what is that one? 10,000 pounds. Hey, 
So there's a song by, Har I believe, Harry Chapin about a runaway truck that's going downhill and it's carrying 10,000 pounds of bananas. Really? And I love Harry Chapin. I'm pretty sure it's him. Go check it out. Ten thousand pounds. My wife and I saw him live once before he passed away. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, on that note, I will leave everybody with ten thousand pounds of bananas and two dummies. Thank you, guys. Three dummies. You're gonna count yourself, though, right? Yeah. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Bye bye. Guys, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you very much, peeps. Y'all have been listening to Keenan Live, where we talk to the interesting, the rebellious, and the successful. Look, you can find us in any dope place where you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitches. We're everywhere. Go check us out, and please subscribe if you like this. Also, if you want to watch, you want to see the video of this live event, Go to YouTube, Keenan Live at YouTube, and you can watch it all. All right, y'all. Thanks a bunch. You know what I'm going to say. Till next time, peace. I'm out.